We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello? some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello? people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello? people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause whisper knows blank. Well, hi guys, welcome back to a new episode of the Krista Knows Blank podcast. Uh, I've got a great guest today, one of my old friends from the, my last comic standing days, Rebecca Corey, sat down to talk with me. But before we get to her interview, hi guys, thank you for listening to this podcast. However you're listening or watching, um, please take a second to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. However you're listening or watching, there's going to be a little button that says like, follow, or subscribe somewhere around the screen. Just push that button and see what happens. You could get a basket of puppies. Hi, my name is Kristen Key. I'm the host of this crazy mess. You can find me and follow me on all my social media through my website, kristenkey.com. Also, if you want to support this and all my shows, please join my Patreon. Always fun stuff on there, bonus content, some exciting videos, and uh, also a souvenir drawing that I do uh, when I come back from the road. So join the Patreon. It's worth it. It's a whole lot of fun and it supports this show. Also, I'm on Cameo. So if you want to give the unique gift of me, um, I'll write a song for you on Cameo. Now, my guest today is a hilarious comedian. I've known her since last comic standing. She's a comedian. She's an actress. She's also the founder of the Stand Up for Pits organization. Hey, computer lady, play that interview with Rebecca Corey. Playing interview with Rebecca Corey. Rebecca Corey, so glad to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. You, I know, are... Um, you got really into to animal activism, but this is not the Rebecca Corey that I met in 2006. You were a different person back then, almost, I would say. Really? How so? <laughs> Angrier. I mean, no, you were the nicest person on that show. I, we were on Last Comic Stand together, and you were the nicest person to me, and you made me feel very welcoming. Um, but I was so surprised. I think, like, I, I feel like animals softened you. You do? I do. I do. You feel, that. you feel that. I feel that. I don't know. Do you? Do you? Does do you agree with any of that? I I I don't because I feel that um, uh, in doing the work that I do through my organization, um, I have I see like truly the the darkest side of humanity and the grossest uh, behaviors that humankind. Um, do and so i i since birth i've always i've not been a fan of humans but this has more so made me um it's it, i i've hate i hate them more okay so has it softened me i don't think so in in regards to humanity um but with uh opening my eyes and my heart and my uh being to the plight of pitbull type dogs a hundred percent because um as you know you've done stand up for pits it's a it's a it's a it's it's mind-numbingly horrific what these dogs have to sure. endure so and they're also really special they're really funny they're, they're wonderful they're the comedians they're the comedians of the dog world and you I, I feel like you found like when you call them velvet hippos yeah you really found the the perfect des descriptor for these you know mislabeled and misunderstood dog breeds where did the like where did this start uh the hate toward them or velvet hippo no like <laughs> i hey. guess i guess you're like when did you take on this role of animal activism you know because when we first cool. met this wasn't part of your story yet you're right you're right um 
Yeah, we met, I think, in 2006. And uh, at that time, Angel had not, I had not met Angel. Uh, Sally, stop. Stop it. Is she being jealous because you're talking about Angel? No, what Sally does, just a side note, is um, she uh, waits till I'm on the phone and then incessantly licks her paws. It's just a thing. It's a game that she does and she knows exactly what, hang on. I'm serious. Stop doing it. We're going to go right back to the shelter. Um, <laughs> this was the podcast that did it, guys. <laughs> um, so I had not met Angel yet. Uh, I met Angel in 2000, um, 2009 was when I adopted Angel. Um, and so I was not aware. Uh, I was always had a dog, uh, always loved dogs, always loved animals, always felt more, more comfortable around animals than people. Um, hands down but my the trajectory of my life changed in like 2009 when I met her um and I just became educated um about what they were going through and and I was appalled I felt like doing nothing was not an option you know what I mean like how can I know what I know and then do nothing I mean who would I be so I decided to start producing um, stand-up comedy live events, and then I would donate the money raised to those uh, raised from those to um, local pitbull type dog shelters. And I did the first one in Hollywood 12 years ago, and then just started doing them um, more and more and more, and it became a national thing. And um, it's and then I became a nonprofit because I marched. I organized a march from Washington and. Um, marched on Washington for pitbull type dogs. And Didn't Angel take a shit? And um... she sure did. She took a shit on the West Lawn, and yeah. literally thousands of people stopped the march, stood around. She took a huge shit. Some guy came out of nowhere with a bag and was like, "I got it." <laughs> I'm not kidding. Picked it up. <laughs> Picked it like, up. That's not your dog, dude. It was awesome. Yeah. And scooped it up. He was like, and the crowd cheered you couldn't write you couldn't make up a moment like that it was so it was so insane so um from there you know it's just there's been a lot of sacrifice you know I've had to sacrifice a lot of my career and you know eventually at one point Stand Up for Pitts the organization and the work became so much and so overwhelming that you know I had to make my choice pretty much of am I going to be the executive director of a national organization and make this my job like my real job or am I just going to do what I can when I can and, and, you know, keep my main focus on comedy and stuff. And I chose the foundation because that's the right choice. That's awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's why I guess what I mean from the beginning, when I said, you know, you've softened it's, it's, I guess the, your heart grew three sizes, you know, with angel. And so not that you're not, you know, passionate or still um, a very angry person. Sure. Ra raging. Yeah. I think Molly would have laughed at me if I said, well, you lest you soften. She'd be like, no, she's still very angry. Yeah. Yes. Always. Um, very yeah. intense. intense. Um, but yeah, it's that the, the angel just made you um, find your, your purpose. I suppose it was your purpose. That's exactly what it is. Cause you know, like I've been in comedy, I'm turned 51, you know, last week. So I've been doing comedy for 31 years. I started, um, uh, I moved away from Seattle to Chicago when I was 20 and uh, auditioned shortly thereafter for the Second City training program and got in and I've been studying and 
acting and writing and performing and doing comedy for 31 years. And, um, but I guess the difference was, is that Angel was, she showed me the difference between passion and purpose. So I, I'm still very passionate about all of those things. I'm a creative person, but right. um, I, I realize there's a very big difference between your passion and your purpose. And so I feel really lucky to have been able to combine both to save lives. I feel really lucky. Well, I love the way that you do it because you absolutely did. You're using your skill set. You're using the gifts that you were given, you know, for a, a better purpose, you know, or for an actual purpose. So it's, it's yeah, really remarkable. It's it's, it is remarkable. I mean, how, what are the chances? I mean, it's just, if you would have told me this, you know, 13 years when I met you yeah, that, you know, what, Rebecca, your, your life's going to take a very bizarre turn. And, uh, there's going to be like a March on Washington that happens. And there's going to be, and you're going to be an executive director of a national nonprofit and pitbull type dogs are going to be the thing. I would have went, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're an asshole. That's what I would have said. You're an asshole. What is it like to have two internet famous dogs? Oh. Because I follow, Molly and I both follow the, the Sally and Todd saga. And when I said I was going to do your stand up for pits, the first thing Molly said was, can, can, are we going to get to see the dogs? Are the dogs coming? Will Sally yeah. and Todd be there? And yeah. so it's like almost like not that you're in the back seat to two dogs, but I mean, no, I'm totally in the backseat. I think they might, they have more followers like than and, on any of us that I know. And it's also that like, you know, angel too, you know, I'm always just this, I'm sort of, you know, I'm just behind them sort of being their voice and following their lead. You know what I mean? How did this start? How did Sally and Todd start? Cause who came first? Was it, what's oh the my story? God, everyone asked me, hang on. Okay. Oh, I love it. Oh, hello. Hello, Mr. Todd. Oh, you're so handsome. Yeah, he's not really into it. Um, but well, he, we're in love. You can't feel that chemistry? What's no, because he down, down deep in the depths of his heart doesn't care. Um, okay, he's done. So go lay down, buddy. All right. So hi, hi buddy. Hi. He's right here going, but but we. So Todd came first. He was rescued from a dog fighting operation um, in San Diego. They seized nine dogs uh, and then they brought them back to Los Angeles. And there's a vicious dog ordinance in Los Angeles. And it says that if a, if a dog is seized from a dog fighting operation, it's automatically vicious. So they kill them. So I talked to the woman that was ahead of the shelter and all that and fought for, and they gave me two, but they, they did kill the rest of them. And so, and then Todd's mom passed away from a dog fighting blood disease and he is the only survivor. So he came first. Um, and then a few months later, uh, someone sent me a picture of Sally in the shelter and she was about to be euthanized. She was, she was said, they said that she was human aggressive, dog aggressive, and basically a sociopath. So I was like, sounds great. Let's get her. So... <laughs> My kind of gal. Does she hate everybody? Oh. <laughs> she hates everyone. She's talking Rebecca knees. So we pulled her and then found out that she had cancer and all these health issues and all this shit. And uh, she was basically not adoptable. And then Todd was unbelievably emotionally damaged and had all of these things. He was afraid of daylight because he was living under a house. And 
uh, he was like afraid of leaves and sounds of bags and all these weird things where it was like, and he required enormous attention and he would ingest, he wanted to ingest things. Like if you didn't watch him, he would start eating a blanket or just like eating, like he would just start eating stuff. It's very dangerous. So I just knew even though people fell in love with him and I didn't want a dog, I did not want one dog, let alone two. Um, but they were not really adoptable. I mean, you can't, they're not the kind of dogs that you can just <clears throat> go to work for eight hours and just let them romp around. They will eat your couch. <laughs> they will shit on things. They were, they're adult dogs and they are mentally two months old still. So, and Sally, did you hear her just gagging? She's gagging over there because she's still licking. And they just have obsessive compulsive disorders and they're just not your norm because they've been through hell, you know, fair enough. So um, Sally was extremely dog aggressive, but I, I just started walking them together and had them in my apartment. And after about four months, I just like sat them down and I was like, look, I'm no dog trainer, <laughs> but here's the deal. You got cancer. Sally's got cancer and all these health issues and you're, and she's a mental patient. I don't know if that's proper to say nowadays, but she's got issues and Todd she's is a dog. I think it's okay. Yeah. I, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, for the love of God, I hope so. I mean, I hope so. And All the dogs that are zooming in from their mental homes are like, no. Yeah, they're going to start a petition. How dare she say? So then Todd, you know, he had this, tons of other issues that required so much care and attention and someone around all the time. And so I was like, you guys are going to have to get along because I don't know what else I'm going to do. You're going to have to get along. And they did. And as you can see there, people ask me all the time, like, what did you do? I was like, nothing really. Just, I, I mean, she would at first, the first month or whatever, she would lunge at him and it was scary. I mean, she's mean, she doesn't mean maybe, you know, Sally's all boss, you know, she's a sergeant, you know, but I don't know. I think it was just Todd's apathy and it was his ability to not react and sort of look at her like, listen, you can keep doing that, but I'm not going to do anything ever. And I think after a while, she just understood that. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't eat pizza with him right next to her because she'll guard it and act like a total psycho. But for the most part, they are absolutely in love with each other. I can't imagine, like they have taught each other how to be dogs in, in many ways. It's an incredible story. I mean, and I'm 100% their assistant. Like I am not, they don't love, it's, you know, they don't, they love me, but they, they love each other. It shows, like it looks staged when you show the pictures of them just sitting on each other or like just her sitting on his face, you mm -hmm. know, it seems staged, but then you're like, why would Rebecca just put a dog on another dog's face? Yeah. Yeah, just put a 60 pound dog on a 70 pound dog's face and just try to get a cute pic. I don't. I know. I, I literally don't. And people have said that to me for, I mean, I've had them now for years and people have said like, do they really do that? They really do that. Like they really spoon each other. They really do. And I walk in the room and I grab my phone and go, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, when they, when I say that in the morning, have you ever seen the meetings? I go, they call the morning meeting or whatever. Have you ever seen those? Yes. Posts? Those are not staged either. I don't, like maneuver them that's where they sit in the morning after they eat they have a routine and then they always sit side by side and then they look at me with this stuff like like they're disappointed <laughs> <laughs> so i record it 
Oh, the joy you get from your dogs, the morning feeling of disappointment. Yeah. They just look at me like I'm just disgusting. It's time for five quick questions. So here are five quick questions with Rebecca Corey. Uh, question number one. Ooh, this is about uh, about dogs. If you are reincarnated, because reincarnation is just real, just accept that you're reincarnated. Oh. You're reincarnated as a dog. Yeah. What breed would you like to be? Um, um, I would like to be a pit bull type dog, I think. Surprise! <laughs> Yeah. What would you like your dog's name to be if you were a dog? If, I, if yeah. it was me? Yeah, Rebecca. it's you. Rebecca. Rebecca the Pitbull type dog. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Do you have a color or anything? I think black is slimming. So I'd say a black one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're a dog that's body conscious. Yeah. I like this. I like yeah. Rebecca the dog. Okay. That was question number one. Fantastic. Right. Number two. Uh, question number two. Uh, three things that you're looking for in a mate. Okay. Fitness. Um... Funny. A funny penis or it's a subcategory? One subcategory. penis, two, okay. Penis at the top, funny, humor, sense of humor, and a problem solver. Okay, those are the top three things. Yeah. Interesting, the third one, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, problem solver. Yeah, otherwise it's just a funny guy with a penis and yeah, they're and not always good problem solvers. Yeah, and you know people like, if there's, like if you're, I can't stand when people can't figure it out, when people can't solve a problem, when people are like, I don't know, what do I, I don't know, you know, I was thinking, no, just do it, figure it out, get it done. Nothing hotter than that to me. And yeah. a penis, have a penis. Okay, okay. See, these are icebreaker questions. This is fantastic. I feel like I'm getting to know you so well. Third question, this is a weird yeah. one. Okay. So the other one wasn't? No, they're going to get progressively weirder. Okay. Uh, you, you've been offered a gig at a nudist resort, yep. but it pays three times as much as you've ever been paid for a gig. Do you have to perform naked? Do you accept the gig? No. Okay. No. Nothing I could ever say if I were performing in a nudist colony would be funny if someone had to look at my naked body under harsh lights. So I'm not going to put myself through that. I'm not going to put other people through that. I, I don't see it being a win for okay. anyone. That's fair. Okay. Now we're going to get strange. The last two are a little, little out there. Okay. Um, you're kidnapped and you're okay. entered into a pie eating contest to save your life. Yeah. How many pies do you think you could eat? 30, 40. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, I would be like six pieces of one, I think, would be my max. Uh, 30 or 40 of them. You could, 30 or 40 pies. I You're would. not giving up. You're not giving up. Whatever it would take. As long as it was pumpkin, I could eat 30, 40 of them. That's a hefty pie. That is a, that's all a rich it. pie. <laughs> I could eat all of it. And, I mean, and three pieces maybe before I was like, mm, I'm full, kill me. No, and if there was whipped cream involved, I'd be in too. You're adding food on food yep. to get it down. I, I respect would, you. I would throw up in between, yeah. but I would keep going. You would live, but yeah. you would not play a nudist resort. I would not. I do like your, your, your will to live, but with boundaries. We're yeah. learning so much about you. Yeah. Okay, question There's number five. Number five. five. Okay, five. Uh, this is another strange one. It also involves kidnapping. I don't know why. You're kidnapped. Dateline? Okay, go ahead. I have actually a ton of Dateline. Talk about that in a minute. Okay, yeah. you're kidnapped and entered into a karaoke contest to save your life. What yeah. song do you sing? 
Alanis Morissette, you ought to know. That's a brilliant answer. Yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna live. I think you're gonna live. Did you see Alanis when she came to town? I, I, I did not, but I used to know her a few years back and I even, um, yeah, that's right. Been to her house. Shut the Baby sat her nephews once too. Dirty bitch. I love her Had so some much. cocktails and swam in her pool. That's just who I am. I love her so and much. Yeah, and let's not kid ourselves. Like when I met her, I was like, that's insane. You know what I mean? It's, it's Alanis Morissette. I love her so much. Is she wonderful in person? Is she just like is she just like yeah. the total package of a person where you're just like, oh, and you're one you're nice too? Yeah. Oh, oh and really, 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 really funny. Oh, I'll tell you, you want me to tell you a little quickie? Yeah. So I was at a little party and um her and her friend were there and they were drinking tequila. I had to go to the bathroom. So I went into the bathroom. I opened the, it wasn't locked. I opened the door. She was peeing on the toilet. And her friend and her were laughing so hard. You know, like seventh grade girl laughter where you're like, <laughs> you, you, I don't know what they were laughing at. I still don't know. But at whatever, I, I don't know when it happened. It seemed though it happened fast. Her friend grabbed my hair and like pulled me around. She must've been extremely hammered. And I was like grabbing, you know, like when someone grabs your hair, then you grab their hand because you got to try to brace the, the pulling. And I was like, ow, I remember my head was down and Alanis was like crying, laughing. And I was going, but you gotta let go. Like, let go, <laughs> let go. And she did. And I remember kind of like laughing and then just walking out of the bathroom. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that was assault, but, <laughs> but, it, but it was funny. And then I remember a couple of days later, Alanis called me and was like, I just want to apologize. I know that you got your hair pulled. I just wanted to apologize to my friend. We were, la we were, you know, drinking and just being stupid. And I was like, it's, that's okay. But it's weird when you answer your phone and it's Alanis. You know what I mean? I mean, it's weird. I don't even have dreams that good. Like in my dreams, it's still like Paula Cole. I just can't even, she's so amazing. Oh, Alanis. Yeah. Did you go see her when she was here? I did. It was the best concert we've ever seen. Like, like even Molly's, Molly's been to a tons of concerts and she was like, oh, I don't even know. It's amazing because the entire audience sings every word to every, every word song, but it's not annoying. You're just like, yes, we all, and she, she could take the microphone away from her all the way out here and you can still hear her. She's so good. She's so, so good. good. Okay. I Sorry. I didn't mean to overcast your podcast with how great someone else is, but she's She's it's Alanis. She's, yeah. Alanis. she's Alanis. Yeah, she's Alanis. Wait, can I tell you one more story? Yes. So, by the way, let me lose. My lips are tapped. Does my face look red? I'm in. Should we get closer? Are we doing this? All right, is this too? Cold? I have my touch-up filter on. It's just making me oh, look do? like I'm 35. I think. Can you put a filter on mine? I don't know how to do shit. There's a anyway, button. Whatever. So listen, right? My lips are really chapped, but so. I went to go see her and I was in the very, very front row. Okay. Right. Cause I went, I went with her and her, I used to be really good friends with her very best friend. And that's how I got to meet her. So I went to go see her show. It was here at the, um, it wasn't the Hollywood bowl. I felt like it was on the, by like Los Feliz or something. I don't know what that theater is, but it was like a, what is that called? The Greek, the Greek. Yeah. So, um, it's the I'm one that's not the, the, it's one that's not the bowl. It's a Greek. That's They're it. So similar, but one's the bowl, one's a Greek. That's right. 
Yeah. So I was in the very front row and she is singing and she's, you know, the long, long hair and she's pacing back and forth as she does. And she's going back and forth or whatever. And she comes over to where we're standing. And I think she was singing, you ought to know. And I was out of my mind. Like I was, I was like, I was flailing and screaming and literally and in and she came down and she was singing it like to me and I'm screaming and I made her laugh. She laughed <laughs> because I'm such an idiot. That's how stupid I looked and that's how stupid I was being because I was singing like and she laughed. She laughed in the middle of her lyrics and then walked away. And I was like, I'm I just made her laugh during my favorite song ever. But him, I mean, uh, clearly I was humiliating myself, but no. did it matter? It doesn't no. matter. No, no, yeah. but no, because now I'm jealous of that story. So you can't, how can you humiliate yourself and then have someone be like, I want to be humiliating myself in front of Alanis <laughs> horse. And now it's time for Rad Libs. I wrote a story. I left out some parts of speech. You give me the parts of speech. Then together we make this hilarious story. I need yeah. an animal. Dog. Yeah, I figured. Okay, uh, I need an occupation. Dentist. Yes. Uh, an annoying habit. Whistling. Yeah, that'll fucking send me over the head. <laughs> I live with a whistler. Oh. Mm. But she's great. She's great. Molly says hi, by the way. Tell her I love her so much. I will. I will if she'll ever stop whistling. No. Yeah, um, put, yeah stop using wind chimes. <laughs> Fuck, I hate wind chimes. Oh, wind don't, chimes? Get me, don't get me going. I have a whole thing about it. I have a whole thing about it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love I missed you. Okay, I need a body part. Upper arm. Food. Sushi. That fits very well there. Uh, an adverb. This describes an action word. It usually ends in L-Y. Faintly. Uh, an adjective. This describes a noun. Douchey. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. I need a verb ending in I-N-G. Uh, licking. Oh, and now an adjective ending in E-S-T. The brightest. Brightest. Ah, another adjective? Oblong. I bet no one's ever said oblong before. We've never had oblong on the show. That's a new one. That's a new one. Uh, a city. <gasps> Hi, Sal's. Hi, Sally. Hey. She's taking living. A, taking she a break lives. from licking your paws? Oh, my God. She's adorable. She's adorable. We're going to have to edit the shit out of this. Go ahead. Oh, we're going to show her a lot. A city. Oh, a uh, Chicago. A different animal. A goat. Yes. Uh, a verb. Punch. Perfect. Uh, a disease. Chlamydia. Yes. Uh-huh. A liquid. Uh, water. Yeah, that's a Not liquid. Not generic, but that's... There you go. That's what I think of. When you, you got it. It's a liquid. You got water. Uh, a body part. Uh, ass. Yep. Uh, a drug. Oh, fentanyl. Fentanyl what all the kids are doing nowadays. That's right. Yeah, they're dying very quickly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, an amount of anything. Oh, large. <laughs> uh, large amount. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, verb ending in I-N-G. Uh, fucking. Yes. Kind of loosen up here at the end. Uh, body yep. part. Um, I'm gonna go with the upper thigh. Thigh. We have a story, my friend. We have a great story. Letters to the pet doctor. Dear pet doc, 
Every time I take my pet dog to the dentist, she starts shaking and whistling. I try to calm her down by rubbing her upper arm and feeding her sushi, but nothing works. Also, I think I might be allergic to her. Every time I pet her faintly, my eyes get all douchey and I can't stop licking. She's my brightest friend. What should I do? Sincerely, Oblong in Chicago. The doctor says, Dear Oblong, you know the old saying, you can lead a goat to water, but you can't make him punch? Well, that's the truth. In my professional opinion, it sounds like your pet just... <laughs> I'm sorry. In my opinion, professional opinion, it sounds like your pet just has a little case of the chlamydia. Uh, rub a little water behind her ass, and it should calm her down. As for your allergy, a good dose of fentanyl should do the trick. I take a large amount of it every day and have never felt better. Always remember, raising a pet is a lot like fucking. You can't be afraid to get your upper thigh dirty. You know what? I smell an Emmy. I smell a fucking Emmy in that one, okay? And it turned out really well. It really did. Oh. That last part. You can't be afraid to get your upper thigh dirty. How many no. times have I said that? I feel like we learned so much. Yeah. Um, so what do you, uh, would you, what would you like to promote to our listeners and viewers today? I would like to promote uh, the Stand Up For Pits 2022 tour around these beautiful United States of America. It's going to be about eight to 10 shows this year. Um, the first one being in New York City at Gotham Comedy Club on April 24th. Uh, the next one being at the San Jose Improv on June 1st with this lady performing. Right there. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah, I think Sally and Todd are going to appear at that one. Oh, that's one. They better. I'm not coming. Yeah. And where can people find information for uh, Stand Up For Pits, how to donate, and how to follow you? They can go to standupforpits.us, and they can go on Instagram, and they can either follow Sally and Todd, the Stand Up For Pits Foundation, or Rebecca Corey, or all of those accounts if you want to go to heaven everybody wants to go to heaven yay no. that's how you ward off chlamydia oh <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show today thank you for having me and i'm so sorry that i, I was rudely interrupted so many times by sally and interview complete taking rebecca for a long walk and rubbing her belly Okay, that wasn't the worst way Computer Lady has ever said goodbye to somebody. Thank you guys for listening or watching. Thank you, Rebecca Corey, for coming on the show. And guys, please go to standupforpits.us to see uh, if you can donate and where the tour is going to be coming, hopefully to a city near you. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, follow, or subscribe to this podcast. Join my Patreon. Get a cameo from me. And then uh, next time, I'll be bringing you another hilarious comedian. We'll, we'll chit-chat. We'll do five quick questions. And then we'll play a rad lib. And everybody goes home better people. So until next time. Bye. We're gonna talk to some people. Gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people. Gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people. Gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people. Gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause it's Nose blank. Hi, Sally. Okay, five quick questions for Sally. Sally, would you perform at a nudist resort? Three things you're looking for in a mate. Look at her ears. Okay. Know, she's thinking. And last, if you were reincarnated as a person, what person would you be? Okay, she thinks that question's dumb. Thank Whoa, you so much. She's She's done. Did you see her get up? She yep. was like, fuck yeah. this.